Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we are here on the fifth quarter postgame show. Hour number two coming up your guys' way right now. And guys, I am so glad we get one more chance to do this this season. It's everybody's favorite segment. Let's hand out some game balls. We don't break. Right, that was a great job. We got it from everybody. Offense, big drive. It's time to present today's game balls with Travis, Seth, and OJ. Oh, yeah, it's game balls time from a Dolphins victory, eight of the last nine, clinching their <laughs> second winning season in as many years for the first time since 2003 and sweeping the Patriots for the first time since 2000. Game balls, good. juice, you want to do the honors here? Yeah, I'll get it kicked off right here, man. Literally, let's get it started right here, man. <laughs> you know, my game ball usually, you know, it's predictable. It's predictable, Big Seth, as you know. I usually go offense, and I might go offense today. Usually. Well, I, used to, I, I might go offense today. I am going to go offense today. But only because my guy scored an offensive touchdown a couple of weeks ago. You know what I mean? That's my man, Christian Wilkins. How about this? I haven't talked much about Christian. Curveball there. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I thought he was taking my guy, Seth. Curveball. I thought he was taking my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't what we planned. <laughs> he did yeah. have a snap on offense. You're right. Bro, he's been killing it on defense, and we haven't given him the props he's deserved. I mean, even last week, I thought about him. You know, he had 10 tackles last week against Tennessee. Seven more tackles today, six of them solo. Uh, a sack today, you know what I mean? So I'm giving up the big Wilk, big Christian Wilkins, who is probably the best fullback in the game today because there's not very <laughs> many fullbacks in football right now, man. Guys in the middle of the trenches, they don't usually get the props they deserve, bro. But he's got to get it, man. He's been doing it week in and week out. I think he's got like 25 tackles the last three weeks, Big Seth. Three weeks he's Crazy. had 25 tackles, man. My game ball goes to my man, Christian Wilkins, who gets under everybody's skin but not mine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're going to beat that, Seth, but you're up next for your game ball. I thought Juice was about to steal mine. He didn't. But what do you got, man? You going to take mine also? No, I, I won't, and I'm all kinds of thrown off right now. <laughs> but uh, And I can't beat that. But I will give a game ball to Xavier Howard. I started the season with a game ball That's for man. X, and I'm finishing the season with a game ball for X. And let me tell you what. I understand Jalen Waddell is the team, team's MVP, and he deserves it. Here we go, Juice. I understand that there's a lot of great young players on this team, and that's exciting. But I got to tell you, Xavier Howard is the mainstay on this team. He's one of the best players in all the National Football League. He is a premier cornerback. Nobody's had more interceptions than this guy in the last however many years it is. He's got 27, 28. That's his fifth of the year, second time he scored. And when offense, when defense truly does turn to offense juice, I understand you tried to say Christian was an <laughs> offensive player today, but when defense truly turns the offense, you're up 14 nothing now. Before right. the Patriots barely got warm, they barely broke a sweat 
and they were down 14-0 because X-Man baited the young guy. Well, we can all talk about Mac Jones and how he doesn't look like a rookie. He doesn't look like a rookie. He looked like a rookie when he lined up against Xavier Howard when he was running the other way and doing the backsplash into the end zone for a touchdown. Xavier Howard doesn't need another game ball from me because he's run out of room probably in his palatial estate for game balls, but he's going to get one. Great job by the X-Man. Well, with how many game balls I give out, we've ran out of game balls across the entire organization at this yeah. point. So we give out about 12 every single week. Charlie I, I love... Charlie just had enough to finish the year. <laughs> I love that you mentioned the bookends there with week one with that big play he made to kind of put that game on ice. Really, his pick six here, I mean, before that crazy Sam Eggleton <laughs> touchdown was kind of the difference there at the end for Xavier Howard. Great pick there, Seth. I'm going back to the offensive side. I thought Juice was taking him because he mentioned the Wilkins offensive <laughs> player. I was like, we only have one offensive guy in the mix between the three of us. We're Panicking but, um, a little bit? I, I, uh, yeah, I was. I was getting ready to write my next little script here, but I'm going to the hometown kid, Duke. Duke. It was it the Duke. It he, was the Duke. Guys, he had more than 13 carries twice this season, went over 100 yards in both games, 25 for a buck 17 huh. today. He was the Dolphins' first and second 100-yard rusher on the season. He's the only one to do it. One of the best in-season acquisitions the Dolphins team has ever had, and to me, it actually gave you – basically a whole element of the game that you were missing yeah. prior to that. We did not have a run game. We came into this game ranked 31st. If he's here the whole year, I'm not so sure they finish at 31st and rushing. 25 for a buck 17. That touchdown off the edge, a big 27-yard run after the Patriots made it a one-touchdown game there in that third quarter with their opening drive. So big-time stuff there. I think the sweet feet juice, the way he gets yeah. in and out of cuts, the ability to run behind his pads, I'm convinced. We talk about the running game that he kind of helps bolster. I'm convinced that he's the difference half the time between third and eight and third and four so he's a big time player a big time uh, game for him again back here at hard rock stadium that's what he does he goes for 100 yards in this uniform in this building he did it again today so that's my game ball duke johnson juice yes yes man great call trev i love it i love it man great <laughs> game balls man hey it's tough you know it's tough on them to have game balls you know what i mean when they're you know when they're obviously going home but these dudes did not quit they showed up and the duke the Duke. Everybody talks about this, Big Seth. On everybody talks about Dolphins do not grab running backs in the draft. I tell you what, veteran running backs are the better way to go. You got guys that know how to do it. They've seen it. They study it, and they're the best, man. Pass pro, knowing this, the blocking schemes, that's the best way to go. Some of these guys come out of college, they're good. They're really good. But until they learn what Duke and Philip Lindsay has going and certain learning the scheme and the, the blocking schemes, there, there won't be anything in this league because that's that's the that's the extra edge that running backs have when it's when it comes to you know being successful in this league. Yeah, I was gonna say back number two really for the Dolphins this to, to end the season was another guy they picked up end season. Philip Lindsay has 11 rushes for 40 yards in this game. He did not contribute in the passing game, but Miles Gaskin did. He caught three for 11, and one of those, a seven-yard reception, helped yeah. move the sticks on that opening drive that led to a Dolphins touchdown, which we talked about already. Really set course for this game. Seth, I want to go back to the team MVP discussion here real quick. We have about two minutes left. I think okay. OJ and I have been very public about our votes <laughs> for who we voted for for this award. I don't know if this is like politics where you're going to hold to yourself, but I don't really care. I'm talking about my vote for Jalen Waddle. That's, that's what OJ voted for too. Sorry to out your brother. But Seth, you came down with a different idea than us. Was it X or was it Holland? I, I ended up going with Holland. And okay. so I, I had narrowed it down to three and Waddle was the offensive player I've narrowed it down to. And, and I have no problem with Jalen Waddle. I mean, gosh, what a light he was for this organization all year long. Uh, not on the field and just his whole personality. Can't wait to watch this guy grow and develop and hopefully our offense grow and develop around him. So I don't have a problem with Jalen Waddle having won that. But I decided I was going defense because I felt that the turnaround that occurred with this team really happened because of the way the defense got back to playing like the defense that we expected to see them play. And I truly, truly believe that that the spe the person who spearheaded that was the young guy, was Javon Holland. I, I you know I talked about this yeah. on the on the lunch bunch, but I think that his aggressive play, his physical play, the athleticism, uh, they started to build defenses around the things that he could do. And including what Brandon Jones can do in this, you know, how many teams, how many offensive coordinators got even less sleep because they started to see what we were doing with our young safeties. And the guy I just talked about who just got a game ball, I feel like, look, Xavier Howard is going to play at an elite level every time he lines up. 
but there was a little something extra that he started to bring when he started to feed off of the energy that the young guy was bringing. And so that's why I cast my vote for Javon Holland. And I was kind of excited to have a vote. I've been around this team a long time. <laughs> I tabulated those votes for eight years. I, I got to tabulate those votes and I could see who guys were voting for. So when I got the email that I actually had a vote, I was like, oh man, I'm going to take this seriously. And then you guys just were like, waddle, 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 waddle. I was like, okay, all right. Well, I'm going to be a little different. Well, I'm just glad that OJ got... That one, that's kind of felt like maybe a maybe a third down play where the quarterback missed you. You're <laughs> fired up, my man. Yeah, I'm always fired up, though. You know me, Travis. Come on, man. I, I, he's, I, he's fired up. Always. Can I give one more? Can I give one more? No, oh no, my no, you're no, you cannot. no, you cannot. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. You're not allowed to. Well, then here's what I'm going to do then. I don't know if the segment's <laughs> over. I don't know when we're out. But I do want to give a shout-out to one of our great fans, and there's so many of them who were out there, regardless of what the playoff implications were or weren't. But my man, seriously, Savak Melton came down from Jacksonville, the only game he's been to all year, and he celebrated his 30th birthday today. What, 30? That's it? I know, he looks... He's just a young pup, man, all these young cats. But Savak came down here with the misses, and they celebrated his 30th birthday in the stands with other Doll fans. And they get to go home with a victory as opposed to all those wet, sad Patriot fans. <laughs> no, that, and he, he also was was doing some stuff I saw on social with Brian Bernessi, the Dolphins fan who passed away early this year. Yeah. The dad joke of the day, if you guys are yep, on Twitter, yep. he was great content and great fun there, and we, we miss him. And good stuff by Savak. Good mention there, Seth. Uh, back yeah, to you sorry guys. Sorry I couldn't get a game ball, Savak, but we at least get you a shot. <laughs> Yeah, 1,000%. So I just wanted to make this quick point. Waddle ends the year 104 catches, 1,015 yards, Ooh, six touchdowns. He rushed for one, so seven. Seven touchdowns, right. And that's in 16 games. Nice. So it doesn't count the 17th game. We're going to come back and talk about that young core some more, this Dolphins defensive showing, and a whole lot more. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Dade County Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Miami Dolphins, is now offering the perfect checking account with the Miami Dolphins branded credit card. This account offers rewards for Dol fans. Become a member today. Visit finscu.com for details. Certain restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. And guys, I want to talk about this defense a little more than we already have because the numbers kind of got skewed late there in the game as they went up and down the field with the Dolphins kind of not not letting them do it, but playing more of an inviting defense to, to gain yards and make big plays. And golly, some of those players made some big diving catches down the field late in that game. But I want to come back to this point because I was focusing on it based upon the first matchup when the Patriots went 11 for 16 on third downs and they didn't quite convert in the red zone in that game. And that to me was the difference in the game back in week one. And they start this game one for five on third down conversions early on. They finished 5 for 10. Again, 11 for 16 in the opener. And in the red zone of this game, the first three possessions, they got one touchdown, a field goal, and a fumble. So Miami held serve on third downs in the red zone. You add in a pick six, guys. Seth, OJ, I don't know who wants to take it, but I thought they just kind of did everything in this game, and the late production kind of made it a little bit closer than it should have been. This Dolphins defense got after it once again. Yeah, once again they did. Man, they really did. You look at some of the numbers you talk about, Travis, man, and I tell you what. This defense is is as advertised. They really are, man. They're 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 that good. And it doesn't hurt when you get a 14-point lead courtesy of the defense giving us that one touchdown right. which helped out a lot. So at that point you can play the type of defense or any type of defense you want to play and you can also play the same offense that, that you want to play. Look, the, the Patriots being the you know champion breed and everything they got going on made it a, a very interesting at the end. We got a touchdown late, but they were in the game, late in the game. But at the same time, though, I mean, you, you look at it, Trav. These guys actually went out there, and our, our, our defense, man, just love them so much, man. The third down conversion is a little, what, 5 or 10. But that was, a lot of that came late in the game, you know. But at the same time, they gave them some yards that you don't even really recognize because when you're playing catch-up, you're going to get a lot of yards. Defense played their butts off today. The young guys played their butts off today. The whole thing was there's a lot of things that could have happened for this team, our team, that could have been bad because they had nothing to play for. Now, in New England, they had something to play for, and then they didn't have anything to play for. But they didn't know that until at the end of the game, you know. So, I mean, I, I love the fact that no matter what, 
our young guns defensively and obviously went out there and they played so well, so solidly, you know what I mean? And it was just fun to watch. So bottom line is this. We got a lot to build from, got a lot to learn from. We should be in a better position than we are in, but we are where we are. But same time, though, man, you said it best, man, eight out of nine. Eight out of nine, man, that's a lot. That's rubbing a rubbing lot. the hands together over here, Seth. That's he's a, he's that's fired a, up That's a it. lot to digest, man, <laughs> that we got eight out of nine, man. And, uh, you know, the fact that this team never quit, they never stopped balling, never stopped playing hard, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, bro. I'm just, I'm just sad because I'm, a, I'm not a former player anymore, Big Seth. I'm you're a not. super I'm a super fan, bro. But you're still a, a former player, Juice. I'm a super fan more than I'm a former player, man. And that bothers me more than anything, man. I need I need more weeks of Dolphin football, bro. Yeah, we do. We That's do. That's what I need. Well you got man. one you got one more you know this I mean? season and it finishes yeah. the Dolphins win. And you know, kinda of to the point about the defense, Seth, I thought that the run defense helped set the third down defense up to get exotic and do some of the stuff you talked about. I thought it was a great mix of, of rush, but also a lot of coverage on Mac Jones where he's kind of back there in the yep. pocket and they're not too worried about him breaking contain and going off for a rush. He had a chance, I think in the third quarter of that game to kind of rip one up the sideline. He chose to, to throw the ball up the field and it goes incomplete. So I thought Miami's game plan that way was really good. And you gave the game ball to Christian Wilkins. Obviously guy makes play after play after play, but they do a good job of getting the Patriots into these third long situations and that helps third down defense, yeah. helps the entire team out when you can play that way. So run defense, exotic pressure. Seth, what do you think this defense did best? Like, What was the thing that you came away from this game saying, this Dolphins defense did this, and that's why they won the game? Well, they put points on the board. I mean, I'm going to start you with that. <laughs> you know, and early, er, literally the first drive New England has turns into points for us. So that's the best thing they did. But, you know, if you want me to, to kind of take a higher level view of it all, is everything that you said and – it was interesting to hear you describe it because you said they scored some points late. They weren't garbage points. I mean, they, they made a run, had an opportunity to come back, <clears throat> but the defense held, they held ultimately made enough plays. But I, look, this is a team that we saw win a game by only rushing the ball the entire game. Yeah. This is a young quarterback that's getting a lot of love uh, by the national media. This is a good football team. And if the game didn't mean anything to them, they wouldn't have played a lot of the guys that you saw play today. Right, so right. the game did mean something to them. I can tell you that Brian, uh, excuse me, that Bill Belichick is tired of losing to Brian Flores. You know he wanted to go out there and get a W, but they couldn't get it done. No, three three straight over this this Patriots team. I, I have to go back a long way before you probably find someone that was able to do that juice. And just to kind of finish that point here with a couple minutes, guys. You mentioned the young core we have, not just offensively. We talk about you know we talked about it earlier the the potential growth opportunities there for the offensive line. But you go back to this defense, and you guys mentioned Javon Holland. I mean. Again, in this game, he's making these big hits that, to me, kind of set a tone juice. I don't know if, if that does yeah. anything for you on the offensive oh, yeah. side, but he's he's popping guys every week. Jalen Phillips, we talk about Waddle's record. He broke the Dolphins' rookie sack record. You know, they had some nice runs off the left side of the offensive line behind Liam Eikenberg and last year's first-round pick in Austin Jackson. To me, Rob Hunt is a hit, plain and simple. He's playing really yeah. good at that right guard position. Brandon Jones, Raekwon Davis. The hits just keep coming, Juice. Well, let's just talk about that. That's a great point right there, Travis, because, I mean, you, you could, everybody could say whatever about the old line. Our old line is so young, you know I mean? One or two years in, and I can't imagine what two or three years in is going to look for these guys. Bottom line is this, with the o offensive line, it's not about guys that are dominant guys, but guys that are really good playing with each other. You know, if you got a bunch of good guys, it could become a great offensive line. And I think that's where we're headed with these guys. I really feel like, you know, we got some, some guys that are really, uh, in, in, in terms of like their age alone, are super young in the game. And they're going to learn so much more. And they're going to become a better offensive line. You can't tell me, nobody can tell me that this O-line hasn't gotten better over the second half of this season. You don't win games like this. You don't go on a winning streak, you know, winning seven or out of eight or eight out of nine, whatever we did, without an off offensive line doing some things as well. And so for, for us and for me, you know, that means a lot that these guys are starting to come around. And, <laughs> sorry, Big Seth. Big Seth is everybody, – if everybody doesn't know, Big Seth is at home and uh, not feeling well, so he's not in the studio with his – giving us his germs and cooties, you know. <laughs> But uh, but back to that, you know, like you I mean the the whole protocol for them too. Our protocol is the same. These guys stayed healthy and they got better along the way. We kept Seth at home and we've gotten better 
<laughs> not without you, Big Seth, but why you're not here, right? I, I was wondering how you were going to sound like. Yeah, it was <laughs> getting exactly there. Exactly what it sounded. It was getting there, huh? <laughs> I think no. it went there. I think it's exactly where it went. No, it's, it's a good point. We 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 wind up like I mentioned with like, like four drives that are really lengthy drives that put points on the board for this Dolphins offense. That's a big part of this victory, obviously. Coming up next, we'll do the drive of the game, and that includes this offensive line. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com for car buying done your way. You gotta get to Gunther again. The final score from Hard Rock Stadium: Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Give your game day menu the perfect kick of spice with Old El Paso. Try recipes the whole team will love, like slow cooker cheesy chicken enchilada bean dip, air fryer beef taquitos, or carnitas mini taco bowls. Visit OldElPaso.com for these recipes and more game day favorites. Old El Paso Taco together. It's the last one of these of the season. Guys, I'm, ha- I'm glad we had a chance to, to make it a good one. Oh, the Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing 13 plays, 77 yards, 7 minutes and 26 seconds off the clock to kick off the game, finished off by a pair of former members of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Dieter the center. Waddle in motion. They give it to Duke. No, he pulls oh, it back out, open. throws it. Enzo, touchdown. touchdown. Waddle. What a great play action fake and a touchdown all to Jalen Waddle. Get me all set up by that fake. Boy, I thought they were going to run the ball and everybody got sucked up. Jalen Waddle wide open in the back of the end zone, keeps his feet in bounds. What a great looking play. He went in motion. Nobody went with him. So Waddle's seventh touchdown re- or total touchdown of the season. And, you know, Seth, you guys had, had both talked. We had that segment earlier about the quarterback position. And Tua finishes this game 15 for 22 for 109 and a touchdown. But on that opening drive, 7 for 7 for 54 yards and that touchdown strike. And Waddle caught four of his five passes, 24 of his 27 yards, and a touchdown on that drive to get things going early. So Dolphins offense came out hot and put up enough points on the board right away to make this game go in a direction that kind of helped the Dolphins play a full complimentary style of football, and it got started early there. Yeah, I mean, that opening drive was unbelievable. I was texting you guys, and I, I was like, what, what is this? This was incredible. 7 of 7. Now, if you take 7 of 7 away from 15 of 22, it does leave a little bit to be desired, and I think that goes back to what, what Juice was saying earlier about, yeah, I mean, they did a lot of great things to win this game, 195 yards in the ground. There were some throws that we would have liked to have seen. And I think if certain throws had been made, if certain hold your breath, you know, we always talk about, gosh, there's that one throw or two throws a game and two or through those right into the breadbasket, as you like to say, Travis, they just didn't get caught. But I think that's when you start to see even more conservative play calling. So if we didn't see those things, maybe those numbers would have looked a little bit differently. But on that first drive, he could do no wrong. Yeah. He, he did no wrong. Let's go ahead and pick it up here in just one second, Juice. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami. WPOWHD2 Miami. WKIS. WKIS HD1 and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. <laughs> You know, Juice, we kind of got talking about two of there a little bit, but just to kind of to kind of put a, a bookend on the season, it was somewhat some somewhat of a familiar, easy for me to say, somewhat of a familiar formula <laughs> in so many of the wins we saw this season, where the Dolphins come out and have these strong opening drives, and and Seth talked about texting us and saying, "Where what was that? Yeah. I saw you know different formations and yeah. shifts and motions and running the same plays out of different formations and just all kinds of different groupings, and so they have the game start that way, and they finish off with a four-minute offense drive there late, yes. and they they. The Patriots got it back at the one-yard line with one play left, so the offense did their job. But that was a formula in, in the season for the Dolphins to really find a way to win it, and they went back to it this time uh, in Week 18. Man, you, that's what you asked for right there. You know, that opening drive, everybody should be, you know, salivating on that opening drive because that's the one where you, you've got everything planned out. you got all the different adjustments you want to make. You want to see how they adjust to this, you know, and, and the Dolphins – did an amazing job of getting so many guys involved. I'm looking at it right now. We already talked about Tua. Obviously, he's a quarterback. You got Johnson. You got Waddle. You know, you got so many guys that are, are part of what, what happened in that opening drive. Gasicki, Lindsey, everybody we know on offense got got involved in that at the beginning of that, of that drive. And when you go 13 plays, and Seth, you know, we've talked about it a million times. 
where you go long drives is a, an opportunity for things to go bad along the way, but didn't go bad this time. 13 plays, 77 yards, half the first quarter. I was looking up, like, when I was, like, watching the game, like, damn, they run off half the first quarter already. You know what I mean? And then right away, they get it back, and they go in and score again. Perfect start. 14, up 14, nothing, you know, with a few minutes left in the first quarter. You couldn't ask for a better start for this team, and that's what happened. But the, the involvement of all the guys on offense, getting so many guys involved. Coming off of last week, considering that, you know, we had a, a all very well, but to come out here and make a statement on their first opportunity, getting the ball first, which doesn't happen a lot in the NFL, no. you know, by by choice. I think, I mean, I, I, man, that that that's impressive that we went out, went down there, and and put a drive together like that, and so many guys involved, man. Kudos for them because we're our team that plays so much better playing from ahead. Most most teams play better, uh, you know, ahead in the score. But we are a much better team. We have a, a 7 nothing lead early in the game. And that proved, you know what I mean, to be the point today because they, the, these guys went out there and they did that, and then the defense came back and they followed up with, with their own score. Now, that's why I like the, the idea with the defense getting that quick touchdown too, that you're up 14-0 and you just start turning these long drives, 726, 658, 630. I mean, that's – I don't know. I'm terrible at math. We've talked about this all season long. That's, carry the one. That's almost, Make sure you carry, I, carry, I the, carry one. the one. That, that's almost a half of football on three drives right there that you're possessing the entire – you know, taking the, the air out of the ball, to, to use a funny phrase in this game. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Seth, you, Juice mentioned it there with the, the way they spread the ball around the offense. I'm looking at the play sheet here. Uh, Waddle for a few catches, obviously. Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay had some carries. Gasicki caught a ball. Uh, Miles Gaskin had a big third down conversion as well. Spreading the wealth out, man, to all these options, getting things going. What, what was your takeaway of this uh, opening drive, our, our Lexus drive of the game here? I, I mean, you guys kind of said it all. It was exactly that. It was balance. It was precision. It was, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that we saw all year long that was kind of interesting is that that they, when they had those scripted first drives, Juice, they did have success. As much as there was criticism of all the different things surrounding this offense this year, they had a lot of really successful opening drives that led to points, which was something for years that haunted this Miami Dolphins team. So, And, and then what we started scratching our head, particularly during that long run, uh, was what happens in the second quarter? Like what happens once we've gone through that play sheet? Why can't we call the same plays in the second quarter and then things start to stall out? Fortunately, this year they had enough, and I think it was on the backs of Duke Johnson and Philip Lindsay, uh, and occasionally Tua. They had enough in the running game there when when they weren't able to move the ball in the air. And that running game, it just it, it really, especially you know if it's December or January right now, but in a September October time of atmosphere down here in South Florida, that's kind of a good way to operate your football team. We'll see if they can grow and, and build on that next year and get off to a hotter start with some wins here at home and on the road as well. But you know, Seth, you mentioned the. Uh, opening drive touchdown, you know, tally this year. I remember one of the, I think it was Adam Gase's last year here that they started the season with like 12 consecutive games without an opening drive touchdown. And it might've actually been the Miami miracle game. They broke that streak. So it was nice to see the Dolphins get those early leads, but that is your Lexus drive of the game brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing 13 plays, 77 yards and seven and a half minutes off the clock. We have a couple minutes left on the segment, guys. I want to touch on this. We talked about it earlier. Earlier, but Robert Jones comes off the bench as an undrafted rookie to play, make his first NFL start. He's seen some time as a, an extra offensive lineman, and I'm not going to ask you to sit here and break down offensive line play when you're at a game live. It's it's tough to see, but Juice, I wanted to get your takeaway on this because he comes in and replaces a guy that, you know, to, to the chagrin of a lot of the Dolphins yeah. fans out there that have kind of beaten up on Jesse Davis this year, and he's he struggled. He'll be the first to tell you that. He, he finally gets replaced here by Robert Jones, and the rookie comes in and plays a pretty good game. What do you think of that move and that decision there by the Dolphins? Man, you know what, man? It's, it's amazing that you, you decide to make that decision in week 18 of the season, you know? And, you know, we've seen Robert Jones come in, and he's been eligible receiver reporting, you know, a lot of times as an extra lineman. But, man, I think this – what other time do you have in order and a chance to get to see guys – when it's live, when the MO is live, man, you know, Jesse struggled. He has struggled. A lot of our linemen have struggled, man. We've seen it. We've seen whatever whatever analytics you want to look at, we've seen a lot of our linemen have struggled. So, you know what? Give some guys an opportunity in this game of all games 
you know, to see what we got, see what we're working with. And so for him to come in and, I mean, honestly, look, I mean, the numbers don't lie. It was it was a it was a solid day by the offensive line. Absolutely. By the offense in general, man. They did a they did a they did a solid job, man. I mean, two was sacked what once, twice, two was sacked one, one time, time two six and yards. I think we talked about that play. Uh, yeah. You know, man, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if yeah. Travis wants to get into that, but that was a ball. I, I don't think that's a sack he should have taken. So was right. he under oh, some duress? Yes, but right. I think that. And, and you yeah. tell me, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that when te- when when there are teams that don't take a lot of sacks, some of it is dominant offensive line play, but some of it is also uh, the quarterback, whether it's a quick release or just not not being willing to take negative plays. And so I think it's a combination of those two things. And and truth be told, I don't think the offensive line should have had any sacks today. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So I'm with you on that. So I thought the offensive line did a heck of a job. Not, not only that, though, think about this. We ran for almost 200 yards. The Dolphins Absolutely. ran for almost 200 yards today. Duke over 100 again. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean that that is special. Tua finally using his legs a little bit. Two I big think runs. That, yeah, exactly right. So, uh, 1,000%, man. O-Lion did a heck of a job. The one sack you're talking about, which we're going to credit to quarterback, Big Seth, because you feel that way. I am. And I feel that way, too. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, it could have been a, you know, throw it away somewhere and, and give you know, us a – You know, we're dancing around the juice. How much time we have in this segment, uh, Travis? We'll come, we'll come back and talk about next segment. Okay. All right, bet. Bet good. I can't see it now. I'm looking at the Zonka jersey. I can't see the break. <laughs> let's, let's finish with this because I wanted to make this last point about my Robert Jones point there. You know, Brian Flores was asked earlier this week about if they were going to try to see some more young guys get some playing mm-hmm. time, and, and he said, no, we're playing to win the game. So the Robert Jones to Jesse Davis move, is that is that an advantage as far as they felt he had a better chance to give – he gave him a better chance to win, or was it trying to see a young guy play snap? It, it's got to be, right? I mean, it's, that's yeah. Brian Flores' mantra every single time. Every decision he's going to make is what gives the Miami Dolphins the best chance to be successful. So it has to be the reason. And that right there is why I found it so interesting. We'll talk about the uh, great debate next coming up. We'll have the last <laughs> out-of-town scoreboard of the year. We'll talk about what's next. All of that's next. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. We're talking about lasts of the season here. We have one more out-of-town scoreboard wrap-up to get to. Throw on the music. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off. And right now in Las Vegas, this was my favorite game of the week because if the Colts lost to the Jaguars, both these teams could have taken knees for 60 minutes and qualified for the playoffs. It looks like they're not going to do that. The Raiders are up 10-7 to right now early in the second quarter. Saturday action, the Chiefs down the Broncos 28-24 with a nice Nick Bolton long touchdown recovery on a Drew Locke fumble. The Cowboys trounce the Eagles 51-26, spinning it forward to Sunday. Bengals and Browns, the Browns take it 21-16. The Lions get their third win of the season, 37-30 over an Aaron Rodgers-less Packers. They pulled him early in that game. He rested up, and they still put up 30 points on that Lions defense. The Vikings take one 31-17 over the Chicago Bears. The football team wins one 22-7 over the Giants, who had a rough end of the season. The Jaguars, we talked about it earlier, they get the number one pick against Again, with a victory, what a great Week 18 it was for them. 26-11, they spoiled the Colts' season, who dropped to 9-8 and and out of the playoff picture. The the Steelers, rather, take down the Ravens with a 16-13 overtime win. You might have to watch the Steelers in the playoffs this year if uh, we get a – if no one ties in this game tonight, they're going to be in. So you might have to see more of that offense in the playoffs. The Titans, 28. The Texans, 25. The Titans clinch the number one seed in the AFC, and they'll get Derrick Henry back for their playoff push. Scary team there in the conference. The Saints take out the Falcons 30-20, but that would not be enough to get them into the postseason because the Rams won in overtime, or the Niners, rather, beat the Rams in overtime. My apologies. 27-24, and that win puts the Niners into the postseason, which means the Dolphins' first-round draft choice is not yet solidified with having the 49ers' first-round pick. We'll find out where they lose or where they wind up with that first-round pick. The Buffalo Bills beat the Jets 27-10 in their season finale. They win the AFC East for the second consecutive year. The Seahawks take down the Cardinals 38-30, a big offensive showing there, and the Buccaneers win their finale to get to 13-4 
and I believe wrap up the one seed or maybe the two seed, I forget, 41-17 to 17 over division rival Carolina. So the Raiders and Chargers right now 10-7, to 7, middle or middle of the second quarter there, right. the last game of the regular season here. And then we have wild card playoffs next week, guys. So, so much going on, So Travis. much going on in the NFL world. And let's go ahead and pick it back up because I know Seth's waiting to get on this topic here. <laughs> the end of the first half, and this is a, something we're, we're talking about only because we text about it for half the damn game, but we had a – Chance to kick a long field goal, potentially gain some more yards at the end of the first half. There was 11 seconds to play, no timeouts left. Third and one at the Patriots' 44-yard line, and the Patriots get home for their only sack of the game. Seth, go ahead, man. Just jump in here and, and give us your thoughts on that play. Well, <laughs> I love that you set it up that way. I, look, the bottom line is I feel that that is all – the responsibility of the quarterback on that play. Yes, people have to block for him. Yes, people have to get open. But the quarterback is in control of the football. He knows how much time he's got left. He knows he doesn't have any timeouts. He's got one quick opportunity to make a throw somewhere, right, either to the sticks or to the sidelines, right, Juice, or get rid of the rock. And if things break down, you can't start dancing and looking and then take a sack because that's the end of the half. I just think that, you, you know, the two things you absolutely cannot do there are turn the ball over, which he didn't, thankfully, but you can't turn it over, and you can't take a sack there. You have to give – that's no gimme. It would have been a 62-yard field goal or whatever it might have been, but you still have to give the special teams unit and Jason Sanders an opportunity to line up and try and get points. That's his job. That's his responsibility, and I expressed that in our chat. <laughs> I think our chat is – probably would be one of the most interesting chats that Miami Dolphins fans oh, uh, follow. But I, I, I expressed that in our chat, and you took issue with my position. <laughs> well, let, let me let me go ahead and make my position here before, but first before we let Juice get in here and give his final takeaways on it. But here's my, here's my argument is I just want to help the quarterback out as much as I can. That's Part of that is obviously the way you build around the guy, but that's not – something you talk about in season. The thing I'm talking about is when it's second and 10, don't run the ball and put him into a third and seven where it's a lot more difficult to pass against a defense that knows you have to pass, things like that. So on that drive, there was two running plays. So that already, when, you, when you're against the clock with a minute to go and a couple of timeouts left. Now, granted, I know you want to kind of shorten that clock and keep it out of the Patriots' hands and kind of get last possession there, but that puts you in a position where you have to be urgent. Now, it's third and one. You have no timeouts left. And the 44-yard line, that is a... 61-yard field goal, so you're not really in field goal range yet. Mm. You need more yards. So my whole thing is you kind of put the quarterback in a position where he felt like he had to get more yards and you couldn't complete a ball in the middle of the field because 11 seconds to go there. And my final point was the <laughs> route concept that I saw from that particular play, Waddle was there in the flat and he was completely blanketed on the out route. And then there was two vertical routes that just – I don't know what they're going to do with those. So his only option was Waddle. And I'll give you this final point, Seth, before I let Juice get in. He should have thrown the ball 50 feet over Waddle's head. Agreed. I, I agree with that. No doubt about that. That's but the bottom line. all of those other elements also bother me. That's my only point. I think you're right there. Go ahead, Go ahead, Seth. Go ahead, Seth. Well, no, I'm just going to say he talks about shouldn't run the ball. They had first and 10 at the 7 with a minute and 2 left. I have no problems. With, they're, they're gashing the Patriots, number one. Number two, you got a minute and two left, or 56 seconds, I guess. When, no, they took the time out at 56 seconds. So they get the ball on their own seven-yard line, and they run the ball, and Duke rips off 11 yards. So I, you know, I have no problem with being conservative when you're backed up to your own seven-yard line. You hand the ball off. All of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Duke ran the ball for 11 yards. Then he run, you get a timeout. And he goes, we'll see if we can do it again. He gets another nine yards. So now Duke's gotten 20 yards there and two carries. Now they start throwing the ball, Travis. They do start throwing the ball. So I, 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 that's why I said I don't think the running plays were a problem at all. Uh, you know, if they had taken a knee, half the stadium might have booed. But they were down on their own seven-yard line, uh, protecting a nice lead. I get that they don't want to do anything too aggressive there. But once you start getting towards the other side of the field and you're throwing the ball, the quarterback has the responsibility to not take that sack he can't do it he cannot do it and it doesn't matter what happened five plays earlier at that point i i can't agree more <laughs> sorry travis you're right the, the sack is i mean it's huge right there man you got an opportunity you know what i mean to, those those are big plays that you got you think about that could be difference makers you know it, it, albeit like early in the game at the same time though Taking a sack right there. It's halftime. It's not early in the game at that point, Juice. 
that's early in the game still. You know, you don't win games in the first half, bro. You know what I mean? You don't win them, but you can lose them. All I hear about is the middle eight minutes from Travis and how important it is. And and so if you can score there, right, because the whole thing the Patriots want to do is march down the field, score on the last possession of the the second half, and score on the first possession of the first half, right? That's – they – quote unquote where's the air quotes they invented that (laughs) or or made it popular and everybody tries to replicate it now and they didn't get a chance to so we got the ball back and we got an opportunity to actually steal points there at the end of the quarter not guaranteed i'm not saying that that's a gimme but you had an opportunity to steal points and instead they come out and they kick a field goal that field goal would have been negligent i can't even say the word Field goal wouldn't have mattered. Field goal wouldn't there you have go. mattered. You got me all fired you, hey, up. Stop trying to use 25-cent words when a 5-cent word will work. Look at, that. <laughs> Look at that. The all field right. goal wouldn't have mattered at there that point if, if we had scored a field goal or at least had the opportunity to kick the field goal there. And I tell you, late in the game, and, and this is definitely late in the game, Juice, when they closed it to three points, it would have been six points. It would have had to score a touchdown to win instead of a field goal to tie it there at the end. And so I think that those decisions or that are made – I, can end up hurting you, and and we've seen it hurt this team in games that they did lose earlier in the year. Didn't become an issue here, but that's why I got so fired up, and I think I got more fired up that you weren't willing to say, "Yeah, two of these just throw that ball away." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Somebody out there right now is listening and yelling at the radio that while Seth yeah, is right, Seth those are good talk. points, Travis. That's what saying. <laughs> and that guy, I would salute you, sir. So Tua ends the game uh, 15 for 22, 109, one touchdown, 94.7 passer rating, two big runs. Mac Jones, 20 for 30, 261, a touchdown and a pick, and a 91.1 passer rating. So close there in terms of the passer ratings. We're going to come back and talk about what's next ahead in the podcast network, talk a little bit of off season here just real quick. It's our final segment of the season for you guys. We'll do all that here next. Get your oh. new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium and a, a bit of a sad juice over here. Dolphins take this one 33-24 to, to over the Patriots. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. From the electricity in the stadium to the highlight reel plays, there's nothing quite like Dolphins football or any event at Hard Rock Stadium. And this season, you can be there live to cheer them on as the official marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has you covered with the largest selection of seats for any budget. Get off the couch and into the stands. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Guys, we got to go to a Heat game or a Panthers game or maybe a Marlins game this summer and get, get yeah. that crew together for some for some other games and use Ticketmaster there. I use Ticketmaster all the time, man, all the time. It, it could be in concerts. You know do they I mean? still have paper tickets? I was just going to ask you, did you use the app? Because <laughs> I love the Ticketmaster app personally. I know Seth probably can't and stand No more it. paper tickets, big Seth. Nobody wants to handle paper tickets anymore, oh, man. God, I love paper Step tickets. Step into the current, man. He, he refuses. Jeez. Yeah, it's all good. We got we got about six minutes here, guys. Actually, five minutes now left. Let's go ahead and finish up this podcast here. We always talk about what's next. Just real quick, do we have an episode of the Fish Tank this week, or is it a week out? We do not. We are moving okay. into a bi-weekly format. So OJ and I are, uh, I don't want to say we're taking the week off. We are just diversifying where our attention is going to be pay- placed. Yes, yes. Um, but we'll be mo- I think the next episode will fall on Tuesday, January 18th, and we'll be going bi-weekly. Uh, throughout the off season, Mister No Days Off taking a couple of days off. It sounds like well, well no, there will be no days taken off. He will not. We <laughs> cannot take mean. days off. But yo, Big Seth, man, dude, he he works me hard, bro. He works <laughs> me hard, man, which I appreciate. I need, I need, I need, some, I need to be driven more. And Big Seth is that dude, man. So we're gonna have a few guys, some really good guys, that have been asked about that we're gonna have in the next few weeks in the off season. And um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward fun, to it. Man. I'm looking forward to what you're doing, oh, bro, because you got the harder haul. The off-season haul is way tougher than what we do. What do you got going, Pilar? Oh, it's fun. It's it's one of my favorite times of year because you – I've always I I've always told, told Seth this, that I love training camp football more than any football because you get a chance to watch <laughs> and evaluate without having the emotion that, you know, to, you don't have to ever feel like we felt last Sunday, ever, during what training camp. What good is it without the emotion? What's the point? Yeah, it, it is the yin and the yang. I'll give you that. But it's it's nice going into it knowing that I'm going to go away happy and I'm not going to be sad no matter what. So that's uh. that's my number one thing. But, no, we've got the Senior Bowl coming up here in just a few weeks. So I'm kicking off this week with some Senior Bowl stuff. I'm going to dive into those rosters and start kind of getting my 
my notes together. Dive in, big Seb. You hear that? Right away, yeah. man. We're I absolutely heard it. I mean, it's a fish tank post game show. Still, right. <laughs> almost four months away from the draft, and we're we're going to be getting into that. And I, I also love this time of year because I get to have yeah. like you guys. I get to have some great guests, and where you guys have all these legendary dolphins, I have some of my. You know, people like me have said this before, but. As much as I love being around former players, sometimes I get a little bit nervous around the big broadcasters because that's what I always wanted to be when I was younger. So those are kind of, in a way, my heroes. And I've had so many great guys in the podcast. What you know, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl was on last year, for instance. You know, Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, all these Peter Schrager, all these great um, insiders and, and guys that awesome you know boys. analyze the game. We're gonna have some of those guys in the podcast. All the draft content. We'll get you back on Juice if we draft some receivers and talk about their game. And, better draft some receivers. Everything. Travis. We'll talk about everything. So it's all. <laughs> on the table. Tomorrow's going to be the All-22 review, and then I think we start turning the page after that and get into the offseason stuff, guys. So why don't we go ahead and, and start there, Juice. Uh, we got a few minutes left. Offseason, what do you want to see? I just want to see us continue to get better as an organization, man, because no matter what, if you if you win a Super Bowl, you still got to find a way to get better in some other places. If you go to Super Bowl, you got to find a way to get better in some other places. And obviously, this team has room to grow. You know, we didn't make the playoffs. You know, a winning season is one thing, but bottom line is winning it all. So we got to look at and reevaluate the whole roster, roster of players, roster of coaches, roster of everything to figure out what do we, how do we come up short and how do we not get there and what can make us better, you know, moving forward in 2022. So that's, that's all I care about, man. And when you're in a situation that we're in, that's all you can care about. All you can care about is what can we do to get over the hump. Last year we thought we were over the hump. Ten and six didn't make the playoffs. This year we're like a game out or half game out, didn't make the playoffs. So bottom, get in the playoffs, figure out what 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 we didn't do well enough to get us to where we need to be. And that's what you know, that's what the offseason is all about. Always, 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 every single day, making our roster better. No matter what it is. Some teams, there's no there's no perfect roster out there. So our team obviously doesn't have a perfect roster because we're out of playoffs. So find a way to make our roster better, position by position, coach by coach, whatever it is, to figure out what we're missing. Sometimes it's Duke Johnson in October. Sometimes it's Jalen Waddle in April. Sometimes it's Nick Needham in May as an undrafted free agent. You can get better all the time. And, you know, ever since I started working with the organization and really doing podcasts and covering this team full time, I like the offseason because you it's like you almost feel like you're a part of it and getting back to work. And I'm sure that's how the coaches in that building feel, how the front office feels. I'm sure that this end of the season really fueled them, Seth, for this kind of push run into the offseason to go ahead and make those corrections that Juice talked about to finally get over that hump, don't you think? Yeah, I, well, look, it's better to go into the season winning than it is to go in losing and just trying to figure out that you got to tear everything down. Uh, and, and, man, the reaction, I think, sometimes uh, from fans and media is it's so quick to just want to tear down, to fire, to cut, to remove, to trade, to get rid of, to find something that's bright and shiny on the other side of the fence. And, and yes, you have to be additive. But I, I'm just a firm believer that you have to find out what's really good within your organization or has the opportunity to be good yeah. and continue yeah. to develop and grow from within. I think that that's really important. And I think there are pieces to build upon uh, that, that exist on this current roster. I think that sometimes it, it's just there's such a knee-jerk reaction uh, and, and that teams are too quick to get rid of, whether it's all the way at the top from head coaches uh, to certain players and can't say you sit on everything all the time forever, but I think sometimes you got to look at what you have and see what, you know, hey, how do we coach up some of these young guys, young guys that we expected more of? How do we get more out of them? How do we find the guys that are really good and build around them? And so those are the things that I'm looking forward to. But to go back to what your question was, Travis, yeah, it's a lot better to come off of a victory or to come off of eight out of nine victories and go in and say, okay, what worked? But as I said at, towards the top of the show, how do we not start the way we started the last handful of years. How do we get to the point where we're starting faster? It'll be a big key for a team that does have a tendency to finish strong yep. like they do. And to finish off that point there, I think the way that this team, the way they're going into the offseason, they have it's so clear what they need to go do, and I think that makes it easier when it's not you know filling out an entire roster of guys you have yeah. to go work out and, and figure out with all the resources you have. And I just want to go ahead and finish up here and give you two, Seth and OJ, a big thank you. You guys are my are my Florida family, man. You've made life much easier down here in South Florida for, for this kid from the Northwest and for my wife and my, my daughter. You guys have been really good to us, and I, I really appreciate that. So I'm going to miss having the show with you guys every week, but I know the text chain lives on. 
Well, yeah, the, the, yeah, the text chain for <laughs> sure. It's gonna the be text chain. daily. It's gonna be unbelievable, man. And for you guys too, man. It's been it's been a fun, fun, fun roller coaster ride. You know what I mean? For our first year doing the post game show, man. And I think we enjoyed it, man. I think week in week out, we talked about as our best post game show ever. But honestly, I think we got better as it went along, man. Right. But I think you know we're such a we're such huge Dolph fans. But we also are so critical and realistic about everything going on with our team, man. So it's been a pleasure kicking it this season, man. I wish the season was longer. It's not. But I tell you what, I promise you, next year we'll be doing post-game games. Post-games. I promise you that. Po- post-season games. I knew post-games. You got me, <laughs> Is that a guarantee, Juice? Guarantee, man. Guarantee. I sure hope so. I, I sure hope so. One, certainly because of what it would mean for, for this Miami Dolphins franchise, but it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I know this is kind of the hug it out and everybody's probably throwing up as they're driving home in the car because it's just yeah. it's a little bit too sweet in here right now, but it, all, the, all the love we've got for each other. But it was very kind words that you had to say there, Travis. It's been a ton of fun. I think you've been driving this thing for us all year long and making it easy on us. My first time ever doing this as much as I've been around uh, the organization uh, for as long as I've been around the organization. So uh, it's been a tremendous amount of fun. I-, I wish I were there with you guys for this last one. That's the one thing that was disappointing for me. Um, but uh, can't high five you guys. Got to shout out air, Steph. Air I know five, he doesn't get enough five. love, you know, so Steph's done a great job. And, and Matt <laughs> and, and Griever back. There he is. Uh, two thumbs up from Steph who got me all right right from the top of the show, got me straightened out with my microphone, the issues that I was having here. And then, you know, and Matt and Griever, everybody. So it's, it's been awesome, man. Solana teeing you up every week. It's been really cool. It's been a great experience. Yeah, a lot of fun, and I like like Juice has mentioned there the guarantee. I can't wait to get back next year and, and do this all over again. And I would be remiss if I did not thank the boss, Jason Jenkins. He yes. made all of this happen for all of us. The best boss I ever had by a long shot. So thank you so much, Jason. Looking forward to what we can do in. That's only because you never worked for Harvey Green. And how about our best <laughs> sir? How about our best <laughs> sirs? Our best <laughs> sirs, man. Hey, we had a we had a fun time. On yes, the post we did. game. Yes, we did. Week 18, ending it in style. <laughs> Thank you to our executive producer and booth producer, Alejandro Solana, our studio producers, Robert Griepert, Matthew Wilson, and Jimmy Garcia, our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray, and don't forget Steph the Specialist helping out here Steph? at the stadium as he does every home game for us. For O.J. McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. The final score from today's game, Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. Woo, baby! This has been the Miami Dolphins sure. post game show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, Brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.